When we're young, we move with freedom and confidence, with a great resilience to injury. But somewhere along the line, we develop poor habits and become more vulnerable to back pain. Back Pain Solutions features evidence-based and practical advice to help you take back control of your health and get back to the activities you love. This is your guide to better back health through movement. So join us as we demystify some of the commonly held beliefs about back pain and build your confidence to a stronger back the smart way. Welcome back to the Back Pain Solutions Podcast, everybody, with me, Ben James. Another solo show today focused on lumbar facet syndrome. We got a message through via the contact form on our website, someone asking about this condition, having read online about their back health and doing a bit of research. They've got a chronic condition with, a, with an acute episodes, effectively, and they were questioning whether lumbar facet syndrome could be the source of their pain. So I thought it'd be a good opportunity to jump on the show and talk about this topic specifically. So what is lumbar facet syndrome? What's the what's the anatomy involved and what are some of the treatment options for that condition? And what's the kind of pain pattern? And could that be what this patient or this individual specifically is suffering from? Well, let's talk about it on the show. Lumbar facet syndrome effectively is a painful irritation of the posterior part of of the lumbar spine specifically, um, but it can affect joints throughout the spine. Facet joints uh, are posteriorly located throughout the spine, so vertebrae stack on top of one another. In between those vertebrae are an intervertebral disc, and at the back you've got articulations or facet joints that uh, limit movement and help to stabilise the joint. And that kind of three joint complex is is very stable as a structure the facet joints like with uh, many other joints throughout the body are are synovial joints so they're small synovial joints with articular cartilage synovial membrane uh, capsule and ligaments but just on a smaller scale to something like the knee or the hip but they allow a reasonable amount of movement and that movement uh, differs depending on where you are in the spine. So in the neck, for example, we're able to rotate our heads on our neck because of the orientation or the angle of those facet joints in that particular part of the spine. In the middle of the back, so the thoracic spine, that rotational movement is far more limited. And that's to some degree because of the ribs, but also again because of the orientation or angle of those facet joints. And similarly down in the lumbar spine and the lower back, the movement in terms of rotation and lateral flexion is is more limited and that's because we want we're taking a lot more weight in that part of the body so we want to limit that motion so flexion extension are on more um common or should we say the the range of motion is is greater uh, in the lumbar spine for flexion extension than in rotation or lateral flexion side bending and you'll notice that when you're leaning backwards your movement is far more limited than it is when you're flexing or bending forwards. And that's because of the approximation or compression, if you like, of these joints as you move into extension. They kind of jam together to, to limit movement far more than when you're flexing forward and those joints are gapping effectively. And then you're limited more by soft tissues such as the ligaments and the muscles throughout the, the lower back. So Back in the 1970s, studies were done on lumbar facet syndrome and injecting saline uh, solution into the, the joint complex, into the small facet joints, and recreated pain. And in, in many instances, the, it was noticed that there was referred pain as well into the 
buttocks and and down the leg as well with the with lumbar facet um, pain. And so definitely the facet joints can be a source of pain, a common source of pain for a lot of people. And often what you'll find is that the the pain and discomfort is a chronic condition with acute episodes. That's a classic pain pattern uh, for a lot of individuals suffering from back pain and, and facet pain uh, as a source of discomfort can give a similar pattern uh the capsules the, the kind of the, the membranes around that joint can become inflamed and cause discomfort they can cause local nerve root irritation as well um, and cause discomfort and, and radiating symptoms but that's far less common than the classic radiculopathy that you'll get with a, a herniated disc when that nerve is really really irritated and inflamed so the referral pattern of the facet joint itself is generally far less them with a nerve root kind of irritation but they certainly can uh, cause referral symptoms which is why history taking and an examination is so important to differentiate between the, the source of the pain and discomfort but with facet syndrome often what you'll find is that it's very specific it's unilateral and so it can be quite well identified with a good examination where and which side that joint or number of joints are irritated uh, so for example if you're looking at somebody with a, a facet syndrome or a facet joint pain in the right of the lower back what you'll find generally is the rotation to the right and bending lateral bending to the side of discomfort is more painful than away from that doesn't that's not to say that moving away from the side of discomfort doesn't cause some irritation but gen tends to be far less than moving to the side of discomfort and patients often are antalgic and and what we're saying there is that they're they're kind of leaning away from that side of discomfort to give themselves some relief so often you'll get these classic signs and symptoms with this condition that can be very well located and palpation so pressing on those joints as part of the examination often elicits discomfort again specific to the joints in the area that that are irritated and effective affected so it can be very well localized uh, what you'll tend to find with patients with um, lumbar facet syndrome is that uh, they are they find a, a lot of relief from from moving uh, and walking classically is is always beneficial we always say to patients suffering from back pain with intolerance obviously getting up and walking and moving is so important and particularly with lumbar facet syndrome that again is is very much relevant what we also find is that compared to something like a disc herniation patients with a facet syndrome do find relief from from bending the legs or bending at the knees and bringing their knees to the chest because that's always something that we we're skeptical of and we want to avoid because it causes flexion and can irritate discs so you've got to be really careful with that because some disc patients will, uh, will will get some relief from that movement but it's more the stretch reflex that gives them that pain relief and actually it's not helping the underlying condition so you've got to be careful with that but the legs to the chest with facet syndrome gaps those joints a little bit and gapping the joints and getting some movement through the joints can aid with uh, relieving those symptoms quite effectively and so Again, as always, good history, good examination is going to elicit um, the, the source of the pain. But with facet syndrome, you should, with a good history and examination, find that that is 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 well uh, diagnosed by whoever you 
choose to see for your pain and discomfort. And it can be managed very effectively with conservative treatment. Now, as I say, often you'll find acute episodes on a kind of chronic background of discomfort. So often you'll see degenerative changes. So the articular cartilage of on the surface of those facet joints or zygophysial joints, as they're actually more commonly um, known, uh, can lead to uh, degeneration and discomfort. But really, the degeneration itself isn't the direct cause of discomfort and pain. It's the it's the changes biomechanically, mechanically that ultimately aggravate the tissues around it that cause the discomfort. So there might be a background of pain for a while and you get acute episodes of restriction and tension, uh, but it can be managed very effectively with, with conservative management. And mobilization, manipulation all help to increase the movement through those joints and get and restore movement through those small joints that can help improve that range of motion and certainly help with with pain reduction. Similarly, something like a flexion distraction type treatment technique where the bench, the, the treatment bench that, that um, you may be treated on will move up and down. So the lower part of the bench moves up and down and the practitioner will put a bit of pressure on the joints in the low back, for example, and to traction that uh, bench down that helps to gap those joints and again that can that can be really beneficial and effective in reducing symptoms like with a lot of back issues we want to be focused on exercise uh, in the long term restoring motion healthy motion healthy movement so we're protecting the joints and we're helping to condition and build endurance of the surrounding muscles to support the spine and that should be the goal with any good back rehabilitation program. So whilst there might be chronicity with that back pain, getting back and restoring movement, encouraging movement, not being fear avoidant is all very, very important. And the same with lumbar facet syndrome. So a pretty short episode there focused on uh, lumbar facet syndrome. What is it? What, what does it do? And ultimately, like I say, it, it's certainly a source of, of pain and discomfort. And uh, clinically, the bottom line is it's a dysfunction often of the of the facet joints, the posterior joints in in the spine, often the lumbar spine, but certainly it can affect the the cervical spine, the neck as well. And those changes and that dysfunction can lead to pain, but it can be very very well managed with conservative treatment. So, if you think you've got that condition, or you're concerned that maybe those joints are affected and causing you pain, then seek out some advice, seek out some help, because in doing so, you can get a lot of relief from your pain symptoms pretty quickly. Um, but as always, make sure that you're incorporating exercise into that rehabilitation plan so that you can be sure that you're helping to avoid any further episodes or uh, discomfort as a result of, of any changes that may occur at those joints. So as always, we encourage you to get on over to the website, www.smartstrong.co.uk. Fire any questions over, happy to answer them, jump on the show and answer those questions and talk around a subject matter of interest to people. And uh, as always, we ask you to head on over to iTunes and give us a rating, give us a review. It helps to spread the word, spread the message as we continue to develop content for the show. And as always, we thank you for listening and we'll catch you again on the next show. <laughs>